The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders. Going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah soft made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Well, hello, everyone. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. Um, I just want to thank you all for the, some of the recent reviews that I've got. I really appreciate them. It makes people find me, um, easier on Apple. Um, a lot of exciting things coming for the podcast coming up. So kind of just really grateful to all my listeners. Thank you so much. Um, I also wanted to tell a story. So here, this is one really for the moms out there or dads, but I feel like moms kind of deal since it was Mother's Day, how fitting. Um, I have a tween and I've talked about this before. And honestly, she would kill me because she's like, do not mom, do not ever talk about me on your podcast. Like, just don't do it. That is so rude. And um, so the latest thing was this morning. Um, in my house, I, I really like need to say Jesus take the wheel every single morning between the hour of like 7 and 8 a.m. drop off because there's a lot of screaming and chaos. Nobody listens to me. Like no matter what I do, I'm, I, I see my guests like shaking her head. No matter what I do, I cannot get my kids to listen to me. And I, and I, I, every morning I'm like, okay, today I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to yell. So we finally get in the car. We have to get there. We leave our house by 740. It's like a 10 minute drive, five to 10 minute drive. Get them there. Um, Sophie, uh, I should, uh, Sophie is my daughter's name. Um, she 
is in the car and we just, we start fighting. I mean, it's, I, the, the back talk, I just need to understand like how people deal with the tween years. And then it's like, I'll tell moms about what I'm dealing with and they'll go, Oh my God, just get ready for it. Just get ready for it. She's only 12. Just, just get ready for it. It is, it's hard. It's really hard. I feel like there's a part of me like loves her. Like there's no tomorrow. She's my firstborn. Part of me wants to like wring her neck. Part of me wants to start screaming. My husband always has her back. Like he's always like, you know, they're like a pair. And then like Ella, my younger one and I are like kind of like a team. We're more alike and they're more like, anyways, this is a long-winded story. Get I I'm almost at school. And she goes, they both kids fighting. She goes, Mom, there's so much stuff in the back seat. There's so much stuff. You need to take this inside. And it was her clothes that she had taken off to go to a lesson and changed in the car. And I go, excuse me? I almost wanted to like turn around and stop the car. She goes, you need to take this inside. I was like, Sophie, those are your clothes. You need to take your own clothes inside. She goes, uh-uh, that's my job. So on that, yeah. So on that, I want to know how people deal with this age because I, this is why I can't stop drinking buttery Chardonnay. This is why like it drives me to drink. I need help. Um, Antoinette, you're shaking your head. I'm just going to introduce you like early before I was planning on, do you have kids? I do. I have a son. He's 15. Okay. But boys aren't like this. It's girls. And you know what it is? It's payback. Because I was not, I know this is shocking to you. I was not an easy child. I was a little bit hard. And I am, this is, I think, like they say, your daughters are payback. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I've heard that before. I don't have a daughter and I really would love to have a daughter. And uh, well, I I will be sending one to you shortly after we finish. I'm just kidding. Um, Anyway, that's my story for today. Please, listeners, anyone. Anyone, please send me some tips um, on um, on like not losing your marbles and dealing with tween girls. That's my specific um, my specific request. Everyone, I am honored and excited, and um, yeah, I'm excited to meet and talk to Antoinette Logan. She is an international author and a brand expert. Her book is called It Starts With I. Hi, Antoinette. How are you? I am absolutely amazing outside of being a little under the weather all of a sudden, but I'm great. Okay. What's what's wrong with you? Do you have a cold? That's what I'm thinking, but it also could be allergies at the same time. It could be both. I have the same thing right now. I have the same thing. I think, you know what I think it is? I think our... Um, Everyone will say like, and I'm not being political about masks and all that stuff, but we were in masks for a very, really long time. And I, people's immune systems are not as strong because we avoided viruses, you know, for that time. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm a total pro mask person. I'm actually getting on an airplane today to go to Vegas, which I'm super excited with, oh, with yeah. one of my best friends for the night. And I am going to be wearing a mask. Because I still will wear a mask on an airplane. I'm like, there is no way that I will not wear an, a mask on an airplane, probably forever. Yeah, I understand. right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you are feeling a little under the weather, but I wanted to just start with where are you from? Let's talk about your life. Where where'd you grow up? 
I grew up mostly in Chicago, um, South Side for the most part. Um, summertime, um, we I would go to North Carolina in the summers with the elder family. And yeah. What part of North Carolina? I love North Carolina. Edneyville, uh, Asheville, and Hendersonville. Okay. Okay. I I have I was just in Charleston, South Carolina. So I have tons of family there. It's my favorite city. Okay. Um so childhood was what was child like for you? And obviously, like we start the podcast light, my listeners know, and then we kind of get into kind of the hard things that people go through. And I know you've been through it. So tell me about your childhood. Um, childhood, what I will say is when I was little, little, my earliest memories of being like a young kid was with my godparents. Um, that part of my life was pretty good, actually. Um, with them. My godfather taught me a lot of things. He taught me how to read, how to write. I mean, as a kid, he would, I'd rather be playing, but he'd make me sit there and write them lines over and over again. But I thank him for that because I am really good with words, writing and all that good stuff. Um, He bought me my first bike. I remember that too. But yeah, life was pretty good with them. Um, were, were, did, were you living with your godparents from a young age? So, yes. Um, a lot of the information that I have today, most a lot of it has I've learned within the last couple of years. So okay. my godfather and my godmother, that they, they were married at the time, but now they're divorced and he has an entire another marriage and family. And mind you, they're pretty old. So getting the story all the way timing and dates might be a little off, but um, they said that my mom gave me to them. One, one of them said when I was two days old, the other one said when I was two weeks old. So I don't know if I was two days old or two weeks old when my mom gave me to them, but yes, I did live with them. That, that alone is, I, that alone is just real trauma, you know, knowing that you were given away at a young age for someone else to care for, for you, even two days, two weeks, what, what was going on with your mom that she couldn't, she couldn't take care of you? Well, my godfather, because he was the one that was, uh, sorry about that. He was the one that was, uh, connected to her. He said that she told him she needed to go out of town. Guess where? <laughs> My favorite place, Atlanta. <laughs> and she went and didn't come back. So um, is your mom, said, has your mother not been in the picture this whole time? Is she? Oh, no, no. That's not the case. Ever... I know her. Okay. okay. So I don't remember by my memory all this. I'm giving you information that they've told me. Um, my godfather and my godmother said that my dad came to get me either I was around five, six, no more than seven for sure. And that's when he came in the picture. And he they said that they didn't fight to keep me because um, my godmother wasn't able to have children of her own. So they didn't try to fight to keep me because they didn't want him to keep pulling me in and out, you know 
in and out. It was so probably that's very painful. It was probably very yeah, painful. I'm, like you, you, they raised you like you were their own. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, looking back on it, if I had a choice, I wish they they were able to keep me because I life would probably be a whole lot different for me for sure. Um, so you, yeah. so your dad came and got you at, at the round five or six, your life was happy with your godparents. They did a good job raising you. Did he, is there a reason why he decided to come get you at that time? I don't really know. I would say, I guess he did want to be in my life because I do remember even during that time living with them, I can kind of remember um, where I would have opportunity to go visit with uh, him or his sisters or stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, hang out, get gifts and stuff. So I would assume that he did want to be in my life, but he wasn't stable at the time is what they told me. They said that he wasn't really stable. Um, So when he got me and from them, they said that I was kind of just moving around with him a lot. You know, he'd have. So when you say not stable, sorry to talk over you, like mentally stable or how was he not stable? I, I, no one said mentally. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm assuming what they mean is because he's like a street person. He's out. He always on the go moving around. So I'm assuming that that's what they meant by not stable. Okay. Okay. Was he involved in like drugs or had an alcohol, like an addiction issue or anything like that? Um, You don't know. When we say drugs, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that he smoked weed probably during that time for sure. Probably. Okay. But I don't. I don't consider that like a drug problem, not marijuana. No, Other no, things. but it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Other, Other things. So I don't, I really don't know though. I don't know if he had issues or not, but I know for sure that he smoked weed. Um, he has a Chicago, a man living in Chicago trying to provide for his family. Yeah. I'm sure he sold it too, but yeah. Um, that's as far as the unstableness that I would know. Drinking, nah, he's, as far as I know, he's never been a drinker as far as I know. So, so, so when he, when he took you in, it, it sounds like your life got harder because you had lived your childhood knowing one thing, you know, they, I talk about this a lot, the, the, brain doesn't fully develop until it's 25 years of age, like a human brain. Mm-hmm. So our childhood and the trauma that we develop in the earliest parts of our life are uh, that, that like kind of is the footprint to who we are right in yeah. life. So being two weeks old or two days old and being given away, not even knowing like being separated from a mother that in itself is, is trauma to some degree, obviously, even if you went into a happy situation, but Mm -hmm. then also, you know, like again, just being five or six years old, that's so young Mm -hmm. and just not feeling Mm -hmm. right. So Mm -hmm. not feeling wanted. And then Mm -hmm. having your dad kind of like giving you gifts and being in the picture once in a while, where was your mom? 
Was she completely out of the picture? I'm going to say no. But so my whole life as a before 18, I have always been living. If even though my mom had a house, she would pay the rent at somebody else's house for me. So I've always been at somebody else's house. I would either live, I would live one place during the week and live somewhere else on the weekend and go to my own where my mom house was when it was convenient for her. I went, how does that, like, how does that make, I, I feel like I'm a therapist. I do this sometimes. How does that make you feel like as an adult? Does that now, stick with you? Yeah. Um, It did for a long time today. Mm-hmm. I don't even care at this point today because yeah. I ain't holding on to those ill feelings that came with all that stuff. And then um, I will say though, Learning certain things at this age that is about stuff that happened then definitely made me feel away because I learned a lot of things about me and people connected to me in regards to growing up in my childhood that made me make the decision that I don't even want to have communication with you today. Because of your actions. Okay, when so I- let's let's talk about that. So, well, the reason also just to backpedal a little bit and ask about that is, I I like I just mentioned like mental health is so important and like just you, the way you were brought up. But to be able to be at a point right now, I'm always curious because I'm still like I'm in therapy right now. I'm not in therapy, but. I believe in therapy. I say all the time, therapy saved my life. Um, but I am not over a lot of things in my life. And and I'm always amazed by people that can say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm where I am today. And I've like, let it go. And I honestly, like, I'm excited at the end where can I kind of talk about your book, but I just am always curious. And I like to ask those questions because you know, part of why I do this is so other people that might be going through some sort of trauma right now, which a lot of my listeners are or have been, they know that there are people out there that have been through it like you and and are like in a place of like peace today. Does that Um, make sense? mm -hmm. Um, so here's the thing. That the feeling that you that like you have when you say you're not over it, I'm not saying that I'm over it where like it's I'm saying that I'm making the conscious decision to not let that affect how I feel right now, because I know that if I sit and think of like not let it define you. Yeah. Yeah. Because not let it define you. if, If I sit and really think about it, then, yeah, I might. I might feel away or I might shed a tear or you get what I'm trying to say. So to, to for me to be okay so that I can get up and work and do what I got to do and continue to make a life Mm -hmm. for myself. Yeah. I took the time to, to just say the people and things that make me connect to those negative emotions and those things that I don't want to feel I remove those things out of my life. 
emotions that um, came with my upbringing. I recognize what they are. I look at why I what effects they had on me to give me the why I do these things today is because of this. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I'm just going on because like, I don't have any communication with those people. Like there's, yeah, let's go backwards. I kind of, I kind of skipped ahead. So let's talk about, cause I'm, I'm real. I mean, I'm really impressed by you and I can tell that you're a very strong lady and are even our in our communication prior, you have like this very kind something about you that I vibe off of that I think is very special. Thank you. Um, what? So tell me about like once you kind of like were in it with your dad. Kind of tell me about your life then. Um, what I remember um, being. I, I don't really remember the five, six, seven age bracket, but I do kind of remember being able to visit with him and stuff like that. I don't remember much of like when he supposedly came and got me and living with him. I really don't remember that at all. Um, I can kind of, I know that when I was in first grade, I don't know who I was living with, but maybe this is the time I was living with him because I remember getting in trouble at school and I went, he, I don't know if I, my mom took me to my grandma's house or he took me, but I got a really bad whoop in there, like a bruise, like I was beat there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I was living with him then or not. I really can't remember. I don't know. Like, Do you think you blocked a lot of your childhood out? I was just going like. to tell you that. Um, it's yeah. They've already told me that my brain created its own defense mechanism where certain times in my life are blurry and blocked. Like I don't remember much, even today, I don't remember things in time unless it would like happen yesterday or really, really recent. I can't say, mm-hmm. Oh, last year, such and such. I have to see the date or I have to see things that happened around it to kind of remember the exact timing that it happened because there's so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's really common with um, complex PTSD. So I was diagnosed with complex PTSD stemming from stuff that happened to me in my childhood. And um, it it makes sense. And I ask you that because there's when my dad was in the hospital, there's like a whole period of time when he was like my dad was diagnosed with leukemia when I was um, 12. And um, he was like this big, strong man, great man. But it, I, I have completely blocked out that entire time. Like, I don't remember. I have little like flashbacks, like where I, I can remember, you know, his face. Sometimes I'll, I'll like hear a ch- his chuckle. It's so strange. Like I'll be somewhere and I'll remember my dad's laugh, but I don't remember my dad. And that's really sad. And it's very hard. And it sounds like you have periods where just this is, this is a protective mechanism that people develop, especially people that have been through stuff like you have, where you're forgetting these things for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like, and sometimes I wonder if we want, if this is just a generalized question, if we are blocking this out and we want to be okay with blocking this out, or do we really want to remember this, you know, 
it, it, that's my question to you. It's like, cause since the beginning, you've been like, oh, I don't really remember this. I don't really remember this. And that's gotta be hard. Cause that's, you know, you were a little girl. I almost want to like get jump through the screen like a weirdo and give you like a big giant hug. I'm that breaks so, my heart. That's so sweet of you. Um, I don't know if I don't think that if if it was negative stuff that I blocked out, mm-hmm. I'd be fine not remembering because I've yeah. remembered enough. And yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 Yep. So tell me, um, once you kind of like were at the age, like where, I mean, it sounds like there's like abuse. There were some really difficult things that you had to overcome that you were kind of like living from place to place, kind of being abandoned all the time. So you obviously have abandonment issues stemming back from then. Tell me about like your old, like once you got into like high school, did things get better or was it consistently hard? Well, well we got to go backwards a little bit then because okay. um, I was sent to a place, a bad girl place um, for a period of time. And that was... It's so crazy because I have forgot about this. The only reason I remember this is because I posted that I was going to be having a conversation with you. And when I create content, I look for music that or some sound to go with what I'm talking about. And it was a video. Uh It was a sound of Oprah talking about she went to a bad girl place. And she's like, but I wasn't a bad girl. And I'm sitting here like almost in tears because I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. I literally forgot that I was sent away <laughs> to this place. And um, my friend, I reconnected with a childhood friend. Um, and she was like, yeah, we thought that you were kidnapped and you had just disappeared. No one knew where you were at, blah, 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 blah. My, my mom wouldn't tell people. My dad has an, another son a, a, that's older than me. And he was reaching out, trying to find trying to talk to me, not even necessarily find me. He just calling his sister just regular and he couldn't get in contact with me. So my mom and dad ended up having to go to court and she had to tell him where I was at that time. Saying that to say that um, he came and got me from this place and then I was living with him. And that was at the age of... Maybe 11 that I was at this place. Yeah. Cause I skipped a grade back in school. So I was much. So you were sent away to a place when like a bad, like an institution kind of place when you were only 11 years old for yeah. ba- what kind of bad behavior would you send an 11 year old away for? Well, what I will say is that now me knowing some of the things that I didn't actually know at that age, I definitely was an angry kid. I definitely sought out attention and love. A hundred percent. And rightfully so, by the way, you have every right to be angry. Yeah. So um, my mother 
she I didn't know this as a kid, but I know as an adult that she has some type of mental issues because she had a psychiatrist. She was taking medication. She had me seeing her psychiatrist, which I never trusted it, which is probably the reason why I don't deal with med- medical and mental health today, because I I felt mm-hmm. that. It, I felt that it wasn't an honest doctor because you're seeing me and you're telling me you're not telling my mama what I'm telling you, but I know you're telling my mama. You get what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of mm-hmm. stuff with that. Like a lot of trust, a lot of trust issues. Yeah. And where you didn't trust the doctor. Okay. Uh huh. And prior to that, so my mom used to make up these situations and say that she would tell somebody right in front of me that I did something that I know I didn't do. And I'd be like, that did not happen. You're lying. And she would make the make the adult believe her. Like, I really had did what she said. And she would really be lying. So I, re- I can remember situations where, like, me and her could be in one scenario and she's acting one way. And then when other people come around, she's a whole totally different way. And in that moment with them around, I'm like, why are you acting different? Why are you acting mm-hmm. like that? So... There was a lot of, I don't know how to explain it, whether you're calling it lies or whatever she was doing on her end, but I remember her sending me to multiple mental institutions when I was young, outpatient programs. One place I was, they made me be an inpatient, but they kicked me out because they was like, nothing really wrong with her. Then I remember the same psychiatrist I was telling you about, they had put me on some medication one time. And I've always been a smart person, like very smart for my age. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take the medicine. But when the next they, they give you, they start you on medicine, then they give you a uh, an appointment for a time like after the medicine has got time to get in your system and then you come back. So they asked her, they's like, so how is she acting off the medicine and da 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 da? And she's like, Yeah, it's a complete turnaround, and she's a different person. And then they looked at the document to see my levels, they said it's interesting because there's no medication in her system. So that this is something that I remember because that for me as a kid, that was an aha moment that finally somebody's going to see that I'm not freaking crazy, that something is wrong here. My mother has a problem. Yeah. Well, obviously. um, yeah. So, and I'm um, so sorry that you were forced into, um, like being in these institutions and forced medication. You know, I think that's just so sad and just so hard to to know that. You know, you were just a little girl. You know, that needed love, like every other little girl does. You know, absolutely. Especially from especially from their moms. Especially from their moms. Right. Um, yeah. So tell me, so tell me how you kind of like, not to skip ahead, but like got to the point where you, did you, were you, did you have a good high school experience? Were you still like kind of in and out with your mom? No, it just continued. Okay. This, this has been an ongoing thing most of my life. Um, when my dad came and got me out of there, um, that was when high school was starting. Uh-huh. So I started high school in there, which 
technically I, it wasn't school. We just had like workbooks or whatever. And because I'm smart, yeah, I was just going through these workbooks. <laughs> uh, he came and got me out of there because he won in court against her. Because if you pay child support, you can't send the child a, across state guidelines without the, the permission of the paying the mm-hmm. other parent that's paying child support. So he won custody of me temporary, but they're still battling in court. Um, he already had a, a wife and other children. Um, he didn't really have a place for me, but you know, he had a house, so he may do, he had a, a, um, a base, he had a dog, he had a basement, a separate area from the dog. I'm telling you that cause you'll find out in a minute. Um, Long story short, I've always been a writer. I've been writing since I was in like preschool and um, I had a notebook and I guess I was just jotting down naturally what I think and feel. And then my I must have left my notebook at my mother's house, one of the visits or something. And um, she pretty much used that against him in court because I had mentioned that I sleep in the basement with the dog. And I did, but I didn't sleep in the basement laying next to a dog. The dog was in one room in the basement and I was in the basement part on the let out couch. But saying that mm-hmm. to say that um, things changed changed again when that happened. And uh, I think that my dad probably has some animosity. Ain't no think. He has animosity towards me because of that. So that changed some things too. Um, being back with her, it was like she loved me for a month or so being back. She kind of was a bribery type person. She always has been. She's she's the type that loved with loved us with things, products and money and shit she could buy. So um mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of bribed my emotions at that time. And then... At- How old were you? How old were you? Sorry, just I, I just wanted a timeline on that. 13. 13. Yeah, 13. Um, going into high school, it was cool, you know, because it's high school. I knew people. But the things that were happening at home wasn't good. Um. I was her. So the same guy that she got caught up with, with my dad when I was around one or something um, is the same guy she was dealing with throughout all this time, or at least one of the guys she was consistently dealing with. Um, During that time in my life, there was a lot of um, like sexual molestation type stuff happening. And, um, Things at home just made it difficult to be normal at school. So I did a lot of my, yeah. I, I slept a lot at school. That's where I went to sleep in class. Um, I still would do my work and stuff. Most classes I got good grades, but stuff that just didn't matter, just didn't matter. Cause I was always either sleep or off in my mind somewhere about something else. Um, can I stop you for a second? I first of all, 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. I get, I, I, some of these stories break my, like your story breaks my heart. One thing I find fascinating by you is, and this is, I find I've met so many amazing people through doing this. You're one of them. Is that you just didn't give up. You didn't give up. You kept going. And I talk about that a lot. I talk about it a lot on social media specifically. I talk about it on the podcast. But I find that, that, um, and I said this last week, just like taking step by step. Like if you're somebody that comes from a background of trauma, which I mean, you have more trauma than pretty much anyone. I mean, there's a lot of trauma there. Um, You find ways to just escape and keep going, whether it be like blocking out things. But what I've, I really love and made me smile when you were talking is your love of writing. And that was your escape, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, when I was a a young girl, I loved to sing. I still sing. And I would escape through characters because I love to act. Like I was Mm -hmm. a theater major in college. Mm -hmm. I acted my whole life, like up until probably 30 years old. And, um, and I would escape through like plays and theaters and characters. And what I love is that you're, you know, they say you have your left brain or right brain, the right brain, if you're right brain, you're, you've the, have this powerful ability to like escape through art and writing. And it sounds to me like maybe you write poetry. That's just me guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that ability to just have that paper and pen was like a f- dear, dear friend to you and a gift. It was my paper. And I don't know if you're, yeah, the paper. And I don't know if you're spiritual, but I am. 
And I talk about it a lot. And I think that in the darkest times of our lives, um, you know, like we all have ways of coping. Mine happens to be singing (laughs) more than probably my family wants to hear me. Yours (laughs) happens to be (laughs) writing and it's a gift. And I just needed to point that out while you were talking because it was like your writing became your friend. Am I wrong on all of this? Yeah, I, I I say it all the time. The pen and the pad was my mom and dad. That's it. Because uh, see, that makes and, and and talking to you is making me remember some stuff that look that we that we skipped over. Because with all this stuff, I try to tell people like it's so much that it, it it's almost impossible unless I literally write it down step by step by step. You're going to forget some stuff. You're going to skip over some stuff. Like, yeah. Anyway, look, no, that young girl, I'm just picturing this young girl doing the best she can. And honestly, like hearing a, the story thus far and the things you've gone through and the abuse and the, I'm so, devastated to hear about the molestation and then to have you say the pen and my pen the pen and pad were my mom and dad like that's heartbreaking but but you are a freaking strong girl like and I know you know that but there's there's people that like go through adversities and things in life and some people like you're like don't complain like what are you complaining to me about and I had a guest he was one of the cops and I'm sorry to like go off track. Sometimes I do this. He, he, um, the, he, Will Hamino, and he went into on September 11th, went into the twin towers, knowing that a plane had hit the building. And he was like, I was so scared, but I went in anyways, because I knew I was supposed to do this. And knowing that like, you know, the trauma and him being buried under the rubble and all the things that happened to him, he was buried under the rubble for 13 hours and they got him out. And he had, he said something to me, like everyone's trauma is different. Everybody's trauma matters. So like my, his trauma of being buried under the rubble for 13 hours and getting rescued and not letting it define his life. There's something that some people have and there's a purpose why we're here and there's a purpose why you're here right and that yep. could be your your lesson of it stands with i which is your book and it's and and am i wrong cuz you're pointing at me and i nope. i don't want to talk I, over you go on no i'm 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 pointing because what i tell people is this yes what i went through was hurtful shameful, a whole bunch of things. But because I know that my gift is, I have lots of gifts, but writing is my my main and probably my first gift. I know that the most high made me have to go through those things because I can't write if I didn't experience it. Even as my journey as a singer and a rapper, when I was in the entertainment industry, what? Wait, go backwards. We're missing some very exciting stuff. Look, that, that, you were that part has in a rapper? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, we're getting there because that's pretty amazing. Thank you. Um, um, but go on with what you were saying because you're so strong. The- like, I, you're amazing. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, even in, in that time, it, it was 
I have maybe two songs that I've written ever that are not facts. It was like a concept trying to make a song off of like when you're writing a story or something. But every right. other thing is factual situations. And I think that I had to go through those things because my purpose here, I help people, whether it's my writing or my mouth, it's my way with words and how I explain things. And then the advice I give behind it, I had to experience it. Wow. Well, I, I, and of course I like you because you're, I'm a singer too. But if there's something in, and I don't know if you feel this way, but when I sing, it kind of is like my, the happiest place that I can be, you know, like knowing that I was, I have the ability and I didn't use my gift for a really long time in my life. Cause I, I don't know what was, I had this like anxiety about performing and getting up in front of people for a while. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Like we're only here for such a short period of time. If you have a gift like you do, or I have the gift that I'm able to sing, use it. Cause, yeah. cause otherwise like you're, you're, you're not like using your full potential as a human being, you know? And I, I'm sure you understand that. I absolutely do. I just sent you, and look, I know we on a on a call, but I just sent you my latest uh, song. I don't practice as an artist anymore, but I'm going to always use my gift when my spirit tells me to. So my latest song, yeah. it's called um, it's called Freedom because I am now free from that. And it's it's about being free and you, you got to do the work for yourself to make your freedom be what freedom is to you. A hundred percent. So I know we've kind of skipped it around on this episode and my big mouth has like kind of piped in, but I just, I really am inspired by like a lot of the things that you've been through and kind of how strong you are. And that's something that I think a lot of people need to hear. Um, where, so how did you get out of the situation onto where you are today? Like you said, you don't have any kind of relationship with your parents. Yeah. Is that accurate? That's yes. That's okay. accurate. Um, so when I was 13 freshman year, I, uh, I met a guy much older than me, um, started we had a relationship, shouldn't have been a relationship, but, um, that was probably the beginning of me really learning that, uh, or, or knowing like, you got to figure this survival thing out on your own. And um, I I started learning how to be a wife. And uh, that was my survival. That was Wait, my so did you have your, did you have your son? Because I know. Okay. No, I didn't get married. But I, you're in a relationship. Yeah, I'm just saying like the, the things that you do to keep a home to stay good at home and your man's happy. So the bills are paid and you okay. Um, that yeah. was the start of those type of things for me. So young and so young, I would have to say though, that is probably the beginning of figuring out what I'm doing and where I'm going. Um, always knowing that you have to have money to live and, you know, 
I always was willing to try anything. If I looked at it and say, thought I could do it, I would try it. So my resume and my yeah. skills reflect that. <laughs> yeah. I- so let's so like let's talk about um, you. Your because I'm amazed by so you very young. You had a son pretty young. I'm assuming I, I was. Uh, no, I didn't have my baby that young. My son didn't come okay. until uh, I was twenty. Or yeah, I had him when I was twenty okay. or twenty one. 20. Okay. Okay. And then you, you, you said you had like a rap career and you've done stuff I, in the, for the sake of time. Cause I know you've been through so much. Um, I kind of wanted to get to the positive stuff, like this, the way that you got through the stuff and you got to where you are today. So can we kind of talk about that? Yeah. Um, I've, I did music in my music career that to be honest, I was learning, figuring it out. And it just so happened that when I want to use my gifts, the most high give me the opportunity to do it at a level that's not like a super beginner. So I did mm-hmm. I did that, did music. I opened up for lots of people, stars and stuff, and made lots of friends and connections. Um, ended, when I started music, I was in Chicago because I really was doing blogging first. And then started getting into music where I'm now recording. But I had already been writing music since I was a kid. I just wasn't Mm -hmm. professional. Um, From there, uh, what was after that? Uh, Moved to Atlanta and um, was still doing music, blogging, stuff like that. Went back to Chicago. But my baby was here by that time. I already mm-hmm. had my baby when I was doing music. Um, I have my son's dad. He's a lot of years older than me. My friends used to call him granddaddy. So uh, <laughs> literally saying that to say um, he had told me, he was like, you know, the baby little, go to Atlanta, chase your dreams, make it happen. And then, you know, we'll figure it out. That was cool. Came, But in the process of that, um, he wasn't, he wasn't doing what I thought he would was supposed to do. And that's because at that yeah. time I didn't know things I know about him and my mother today. My mom had a lot of influence in that situation. Um, they had their own little thing that went on that I prefer not to. Wait, talk about. this is, wait a second. Your mom and your, your boyfriend. He wasn't my boyfriend at that time. He wasn't my boyfriend. Okay. By the time I had the baby, we weren't together or anything like that. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, but he's her age. So. So hence. Yeah. But that's just. Yeah. Um, so so you got. So you got away from the situation. And am I wrong? Yes and no. The thing is, um, I was so mentally messed up from it that I didn't. I still wanted to have a mother daughter relationship. So I kept, I did a yo-yo with myself back and forth, back and forth, steady trying to have it. And after so long of it not working, I gave up on that thing. Um, Shit, I forgot. I'm supposed to be telling you about the good stuff. Um, No, that's okay. I mean, I just mixed in there together. Uh, But anyway, you've you've been through so, so much that it's, you know, it sounds like, 
more than one human being should have to handle in one lifetime. But what inspires me, because we're kind of hitting almost our point, and I would love to like stay in touch and maybe keep in touch and do something else in the future, is how you got to the point where you wrote your book and all this stuff like where you are today. Okay. I mean, I wrote my book. So the affirmations book are affirmations that I were already using. The way that I end up turning it into a book, I have, I'm going to skip over the long story, but long story short, I made a wrong turn. And as soon as I could turn on the next street to get back on track, it was a stop sign. When I looked up at the stop sign, I seen my significant other with another woman. So I was heated about that. The next day, that was a Thursday. The next day I couldn't work because I was still mad about what I had saw the day before. And I had started yeah. writing my, I was like, I need to write my affirmations because I can't get back to work. So I started writing them down. And when I got to the 11th affirmation, I heard a voice say, this is a book. So I just got up. And because I do branding and graphics and all that, I went to my computer, I organized the book layout, and then I continued to fill the pages according to the layout of the book that I had. And then three days later, it was for sale and published. I waited a, a little bit for um, the, me to get printed copies in the mail. And after I got those printed copies, I'd say maybe a week later, I booked a ticket to the other end of the world and went on tour and stayed gone for almost two years. Oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, way to turn it around. And I wonder, I wonder who that little voice was. Who do you think that voice was that was telling you to just keep going? You know, I mean, obviously that if you're spiritual, that's, that's the the kind of stuff I talk about. So what? when 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 we talk about spirituality, for me, uh-huh. I feel that we are the spirit, the spiritual guidance that we need for ourselves. You're uh-huh. God. I'm God. We all we have it. We are it inside of ourselves. So like. Uh-huh. I just. I just do what is inside, whatever inside of me feel or say, that's just how I'm moving, period. But you're just such an incredible example of somebody that's been pushed down, pushed down, pushed down, and chose to pick yourself up and fight. Like this, the amount of stuff that you've dealt with is just I mean, so you heavy even, and hard. Yeah, right? you, have, you don't even know the part about me being separated from my son. And having to live through that because of my mother. Like, that's I have an organization based of, upon that. And I thought that I would, well, let me tell you, when I created Bonded by Birth, I'm like, I'm ready to tell my story and help these people. Can that you quickly this. touch, can you touch on that really quickly? What it, so what happened there? But, um, long story short, I don't, I can't even fill in the blanks because it's still a lot of unclear shit. Excuse my language. I don't okay. even know so, let's, so let's skip ahead and talk about how you t- took the negative there and started something positive. So what's bonded by birth? What is that organization? We're, you're an advocate for parents and children dealing with ruptured relationships due to the separation or disconnection from one another. And to be honest, it's really just like someone to 
talk to and have and support you on that part of your life because most people would say, oh, um, you need a counselor so they can label you as depressed or this or that. And I use this one example with everybody. If you were walking to your house, if you're coming to in your driveway, going up to the stairs of your house and there is a, I don't know, a dog, a tiger, or any type of animal. And it's right by that bush by your door. And that animal left its cubs there before it left and it came back and the baby ain't there no more. If you come in that direction, what that animal going to do to you? Probably attack you mm-hmm. because it think that you got something to do with the babies not being there. Well, we understand that if for whatever reason, whether you was in the hospital sick or you were on drugs or you were in jail or you were down on your luck with money and couldn't pay the bills, whatever reason you were separated from your child or your parent. We understand that there is a a ton of emotions and feelings that you're going to go through. And I don't feel that a person that has had that type of experience should be labeled as these things because there are different variables that play a role in what they're experiencing versus some person who had nothing happen to them, nothing bad happened. They just are depressed just because they deal with depression, but no trauma. That's a different thing to me than someone that's experienced a certain thing that's making them act a certain way. A hundred percent. Well, you're, you are a pretty remarkable young lady. Thank I don't, you. I'm sure Thank you get told that often. Um, I want, I want to know how my, my listeners can contact you. So tell me what your Instagram is, um, website and where they can buy your book. Everything is Ask Miss Logan on all social sites, askmisslogan.com. My book is actually on askmisslogan.com and my company's website. So you can get it from me or the ebook from me. I don't have printed copies um, right now, but if they wanted one, they could reach out to me directly and I could get it for them. Well, it's been such an honor to talk to you. I just, you're very inspirational. Like people like you that have just been through it in life. I am always grateful. It's a reminder to all of us that, you know, talking to somebody like you or any of the most of the majority of guests that I have on my podcast, that we all in our darkest times, no matter what you're going through, there's a reason why you're here. There's a, you all have a purpose, all of each and every one of us. Um, I had somebody reach out to me actually yesterday and was telling me they were really going through a hard time. And, um, and I had to remind them, you know, like I talk about it often that, you know, I'm doing, have my days where I'm doing great, right? Antoinette, mm-hmm. you have your days where you're doing great, but then you might have like you talk about a flashback of being sent away and then it kind of like brings you down this rabbit hole of, you know, the trauma and the pain and the hurt. And like, we, we feel feelings of not being worthy and not wanting to go on. And that's stuff we all have to work through as people, whether it be like the loss of a parent, the loss of whatever you're going through. Um, But it's a reminder to keep going. 
And if you absolutely can keep going, like you talk about and do all the things that you've done in your life, we all can keep going and we can keep fighting through the hard times in our life and know that each and every one of us has a purpose. We're here for a short time. And I am just so grateful to meet you, Antoinette. And please keep in touch with me. In closing, be happy by making other people happy. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.